Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts, and the format is conversation. We're having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So subscribe today. Take 20 minutes and hear from people living in your community who are making a difference in your community. It's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Welcome, everyone, and uh, hello, Paul. We're in season Hi. three, <laughs> and Paul, you're starting. To, you're starting season three. We, season we've made it to three. season three. All right, that's good. We, so, been... I... no, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to jump into my usual intro, but season three, maybe we should change things up. Maybe you should do the intro today. Oh no, no, no! I hate doing that. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, do, do, I'll do the behind the scenes stuff. You do the upfront stuff. Yeah, that's, I think, I, I'm not sure that's the winning combination either. So anyway, welcome everyone to season three. Welcome to this episode of Sweet Talk. Um, we are excited today. We've got two uh, really neat guests on the show today to talk about uh, something very relevant and real. It's kind of happening and probably affecting a lot of people's lives here, uh, here in Southeast Idaho today. But before we do that, Paul, um, we have got to do the official welcome. Welcome. And the official welcome means that we are starting uh, the timer. And we can say now that we have used the, this timer idea is stuck now, isn't it? Stuck. Stuck. It, we're I mean, into it, it now. We, we never do 20 minutes, but we always turn that timer on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If we can get a 20-minute show, meaning if we can't, can keep from going over 20 minutes we might actually do a good job um let's get right to our guests today paul we've got gloria and uh, camille on the show today um and gloria do you mind just introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about yourself it's my pleasure my name is gloria howell i am with gordon wilkes company gate city real estate and have been selling real estate for the past 45 years yes oh, been a while and it's been a lot of fun and i've learned so much in that period of time and made so many friends what a blessing it's been to be able to do something i love and and to be able to in doing that right on so grateful nice. to be here. thanks for the opportunity to be on your sweet talk program thank well you. thank you for being on the show and i think uh you're you are the perfect guest i want to talk to today and and camille can you inter introduce yourself today hi it's my pleasure thank you for having me my name is camille thompson and i have um been uh with gate city real estate um for just over a year i uh, had a career change which i'm really grateful for uh gordon wilkes is my broker and i'm on the gloria howe team and have been so grateful i've learned so much in in this year and uh gloria is just an exceptional mentor and gordon is a great uh, mentor as well so i'm really excited to be here to talk about the dynamic real estate market and uh thank you for having me well, I, this is awesome, Paul. I think we nailed. So let me just share with you guys a little bit. I, um, you know, I, 
I want, I, I'm wondering what's going on in the, you know, housing market and the real estate market here in Southeast Idaho. And so I asked Paul, Paul, we got to get some experts on the show. And I think Paul, we've done that. So I think we we're well, we've at least met that goal. So I just kind of want to start that, uh, that, that with that question, right? What's going on in the housing market in Southeast Idaho? And, uh, you know, we're, we're hearing across the nation, all sorts of different reports. Um, you know, some communities uh, are struggling housing. Uh, we're in the midst of this COVID. Um, so we're hearing a lot of stories about, um, you know, uh, people not being able to pay rents, people not being able to cover their mortgage. We're struggling. Um, and yet uh, in other communities like ours and here in Idaho in general, the housing market is at least from what I'm understanding in this extreme boom side. So I wanted to touch base with people who kind of got their hands in the midst of all this and are getting themselves dirty and, you know, digging around and working this all stuff out and know how, what, what's going on in the Southeast Idaho housing market. Well, it has been a transformational past three years to say the least. And a lot of what's going on right now ties back to the economy um, going in the tank back in 2008. Um, a lot of our builders back then had to leave town. Our tradespeople could no longer make a living, had to reinvent themselves and find other ways of making a living. So if you don't have development taking place and you don't have builders able to build homes, um, your supply diminishes. And um, with the COVID pandemic taking place, we've had basically the perfect storm in many parts of the country where we've had more people coming here with the FBI coming in and their support services that they need. Um, we had a limited amount of housing to begin with. And with those in the mix, there's just been way too little of a supply and way more of a demand. And what happens is it pushes the values up. So here we are with prices still accelerating, still climbing. Interest rates have been historically low, as low as Camille and I were looking at some of the rates put out by our local lenders. And we love working with our local lenders, don't we? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they know what doing. If there's a problem, it's not take a number. You know, we can get some help on on getting questions answered. But we've seen rates as low as two and a quarter on FHA, two point two five, um, two and an eighth, two percent in some loans, and that is unheard of. I've never seen money so cheap for housing in 45 years of real estate. So now we have, uh, the other day I was checking and we had 51 homes, all price ranges for sale. In and I think there were 11 in Chubby, all price ranges. So we had a grand total in our communities, Chubby and Pocatello, of about 62 homes for sale, which when you're considering all price ranges, zero to you know, that is not a lot of homes to show your buyers to choose from. So, um, hence the perfect storm. Now, the, the perfect storm if you're selling a house. Well, the perfect storm if you're selling, 
it, you know, the rates are great for the buyers. So at least the buyer mm-hmm. has that as a trade-off. Mm-hmm. Um, and refis have been um, real popular too. The lenders have been inundated with refinancing because of the low rates. And typically, if you can get an interest rate, you know, 2% or uh, more than 2%, um, less expensive than your existing rate, that's usually a smart move to refinance. And some of the refinances um, are not having to pay any out-of-pocket closing costs. And so, you know, it is good. It is good for the, the sellers. Um, in some ways, you, you will say it's a seller's market, but the rates are absolutely unbelievably low too. And so yeah. the buyers are um, at an advantage in that respect too. Right on. So well, go ahead, Paul. Well, I, the, I, I mean, I'm a little interested in, a, I don't know if, uh, uh, I think I mentioned it on the show and I think Laura's aware of this. I used to be a real estate appraiser for 25 yeah. years. Uh, so, but, so my question is um, because of COVID, hasn't that affected uh, uh, buyer confidence at all? Well, there have been concerns on that. And I don't know where my screen shows my pictures gone so yeah (laughs) that's okay okay but there have been concerns and that's affected us in terms of showings we're no longer driving buyers around in our cars we're meeting them at properties we are socially distancing at least six feet i think most of the agents are being really careful about that we are wearing masks and camille and i uh, and many of the other agents are stating in their remarks on the data sheet entries, please wear masks. We're asking them to wear gloves, which I don't think, I think most people are not wearing gloves, but um, we're encouraging hand sanitizing before you go in, after you come out. We're passing out as much of that as we can. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're trying to be careful, um, you know, touching things in the home. I would rather be switching the lights on if the lights need to be turned on and doors opened or closed than my buyers. But I think as long as we're practicing all of the items we're talking about and using hand sanitizer before we go in, after we leave the home, you know, we're doing quite a few things to reduce the, the concerns there. We still have buyers who need housing and so we get to the place. And so it's not, it's not slowed the market down. The market's been very fast and we're selling these homes in record time. Camille, do you want to talk a little bit about that on the days on the market? Sure. Um, For example, um, in the month of October, the average days on market was 63, which is extremely fast. So basically we're telling our sellers, preparing them um, to have a plan for where you're going um, before we go on the market because that's that's the logistical um, tactical plan and um, in November oh excuse me that was for October in November uh, four days were shaved off and uh, oh average goodness. days wow. on market was 59 so it's a it's a fast market it's not slowing down but it's not only a seller's market as Gloria was saying it's a buyer's market too with the interest rates and we also have rents going up in our community and a scarcity of rental housing right. so 
it, it really is a perfect storm and a great opportunity for uh, people that may have been renting to really consider um, buying a home and investing in themselves. Right on. So I, I, I'm curious, Camille, um, being into this, uh, what a time to come in, right? You said you've been doing this for just over a year or just about a year. Yeah, that's so true. What, what a time to enter into this line of work and business. So I'm assuming it's sort of been a uh, um, get your running shoes on the minute you walk in the door because uh, the learning curve has had to have been quite tremendous, I'm assuming. Oh boy, like drinking from a fire hose. There you go. Sure. There you go. <laughs> so uh, my, my question is, uh, um, uh, uh, Gloria talked about a, a scarcity of inventory. Um, so is uh, competition between brokers heated up as well? Oh, I think the competition has um, increased somewhat. Um, it's always been a competitive business, but I think the realtors in our area I think our, um, I think it's pretty healthy, friendly competition. I don't, I don't see it as cutthroat. I know in some other markets it's, it's a lot tougher, but this is a small community where most everyone knows everyone, and everyone I've ever met likes to eat. <laughs> so um, I like to see my competitors do well, and I like to share the business with. You know, the title companies, the appraisers, the inspectors, um, what goes around comes around. And um, I like to see everyone successful. But the listings have been prized listings. Um, you know, we do have more agents than we have listings. That's for sure. So, right, right. So, so you had mentioned earlier, you said something about, you know, the F, obviously the FBI and its move um, and, and its uh, plans and growth that's planned for the Pocatello area. But who who else, I mean, who's buying these homes or uh, is it just people, tra it can't be just people trading up or moving to different homes, uh, new people moving in, is that what you're seeing? We are Camille, Camille saying yes. Yeah, well, may I, I've also noticed that people have more flexibility in their jobs with being able to work remotely because of mm -hmm. COVID. So that's afforded folks to move to our area as well. Uh, Gloria? Um, we're just, you know, there are move ups. There are always move ups. There are marriages, families starting unfortunately people passing and so you know there's it's dynamic there's always movement in the market for one reason or another but we are getting um a substantial amount of people from out of state you know um we've worked with quite a few californians uh, coming this way we have people coming and going and wanting to get closer to children so what brings californians to our area well um, my suspicions are, um, I think there are some things a lot more attractive here as far as um, regulations, economy. Um, I think there's more of an open uh, client, uh, an open attitude um, as far as trust levels. Things are not as complicated here. Um, I think our governor has worked hard at trying to balance the economy with COVID. 
Um, I don't know of anyone who has the perfect solution for this, but I think Idahoans are handling it as well as anybody. And um, a lot of people are coming from areas where infrastructure is getting um, a lot more complicated with rules, regs, people, you know, issuing rules and edicts that you have to do this, you have to do that, and then they don't practice them themselves. That doesn't sit well with um, the people I know in Idaho. So the Idaho way is, I think, a real open, trusting, down to earth, you know, you don't follow the rules, there are consequences. That's why I live in Idaho. Right. So, you know, I think uh, at least of of us living here in Southeast Idaho, you know, we've heard or have been aware of this, you know, a boom on the Western side of our state, right? That this influx of people moving to Idaho was, was great first and foremost, uh, most significantly felt on that side of the state. Are we seeing now? I, and I was just looking this morning, just trying to get an idea, you know, in, in preparation for this podcast, it, it still seems like the hottest areas, uh, according to the lists that I read, you know, housing markets are on the Western side of the state. So, so is that what's kind of happening too, is that, you know, people are, as they're coming out West or from wherever, moving to that, that first metropolitan area in Idaho, now is it beginning to branch out from there too and, and start moving it say, across the state, this, this wave of people moving to the state? I think we're seeing some more of that, but there's always been some of that going on. The people I've met who are coming here from out of state, um, want a little more space. Mm-hmm. People in Boise seem to want a little more of the big city benefits. Okay. Um, That's been... Oh, I'm sorry. You would agree? I, I would. The folks that I've worked with have been looking for that rural setting, um, usually have young families. <laughs> I like the recreation, the proximity to Yellowstone, skiing. Sure. All the different yeah. places. Yeah. I mean, there there's a lot of outside recreation that might draw someone right. from outside the right. state, um, and, and and it is wider space. If you're coming from out another state, like I initially came from Massachusetts and I moved here, and I just could not believe how much. Space there was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm going to ask the question that this will, you know, I guess, uh, you know, no one can answer, but I would sure like both of your opinions on this. Um, is this here to stay? Or are we in a bubble that's getting ready to burst? Or is, is um, I mean, is this kind of market uh, in Southeast Idaho, is this going to last for more than a minute? Do you see this? And and I, and I don't know. So maybe my, the problem with this question is the ignorance of the person asking it. But um, what does is, what is the future of the market look like at this point? And I, I imagine there's many people out there who've made fortunes or lost fortunes trying to answer that question. It's a fair question and it's an excellent question Jason and you know I don't think anyone knows for sure what's going to happen but for the time being I suspect this is the situation is going to continue people still need housing and we don't have development catching up with the demand yet now given some more time you know there are some subdivisions online there's some activity going on there, but um, not enough yet, not enough yet. 
not enough. So it is, it's just that simple rule of supply and demand, which I imagine has driven the housing market since they were making huts, I suppose. I think you're right. If you take a look at your the monthly housing statistics from our local board of realtors, we have um, an average sales price for the month of October this year of 231316 And just leaping forward to the month of November, that average sales price jumped to two fifty four and sixty six. That's twenty two thousand seven hundred fifty dollar jump in just your average sales price in one month period. Yeah. And that would be mostly because of scarcity or low inventory. I think scarcity, low inventory has everything to do with that, and the low interest rates help. So, so do you think that there might be a, a slowdown if the, those interest rate rise or are they, you know, is there some wiggle room there, um, you know, coming up? I mean, the, I know that the Fed has said over the last six months, I think that, you know, they, they, they've been thinking about increasing that rate, but they haven't done that. No, not yet. And you know, who knows what's going to happen on that? Um, I think... That's uh, that's the $54 question. I think things are still very fragile, especially with the pandemic. And I would hope that any change on what the Fed does is down the road, that we have a little more time because this people are still suffering from this. Yeah. Well, and I think there's an economic impact that we have yet to fully feel. Um, at least here in Southeast Idaho as a result of the pandemic too, you know, I mean, and that's just me. I don't mean to be blooming, um, dooming it. Guess what that is, Paul. That's, <laughs> so that's how quickly 20 minutes goes. So, you know, so, so uh, anyway, but, but, you know, I think that's, I, I just, you know, one of the concerns I, that I'm having just on a personal level is, is for those families that, you know, are experiencing those increases in rents and, you know, the, the non-property owners, um, you know, the, those kind of, those kind of, uh, uh, those kind of jumps in real estate and rental markets uh, aren't e- easily absorbed typically by those families that can only afford to rent. So um, I'm hoping that, uh, I'm hoping, I guess I just hope that there's some things that, or I guess that's a bigger question, right? That's on a city planning question, statewide question. Well, I, I know from personal experience, um, um, just FYI, Gloria sold me my house last year. Oh, um, right on. Yeah. And uh, um, and I, I do know that, you know, the interest rate was so low, uh, even though, um, you know, the price, you know, price, it was decent price, but higher than it had been in previous years for, for the type of house. But, you know, to buy the house, I knew that the mortgage on the house was way lower than I could rent a place. Right. Um, and I right. think that's the uh, still a big att- attraction because we are seeing the, the increase in those rents in our area. And I, I, I kind of, you know, I was talking to a, a friend and um, who's in property management and I could not believe what the rents are doing right now. Um, and so, you know, if, if you're in a position to buy that weight looks way more attractive to buy than rent, um, you know, over the long term. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and 
to that point, there are some great financial products. Each of the lenders have some great products for first-time homebuyers where oftentimes they're coming with, you know, minimal down payments or able to, you know, finance some of that. So it's worth somebody's time to contact a, a lender and, you know, maybe start a plan to 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 get into a home because that's absolutely true. Mortgages are um it's a possibility and yes. oftentimes lower than rent. Hey, that's a great segue. <laughs> Gloria, if someone wanted to contact you um, or uh, Camille, how would they do that? Well, an easy way to contact us would be just to pick up the phone and dial 208-233-8377. That's one way. And if they want to come by the office, we are physically located at 824 East Center Street, right across from Caldwell Park. Um, if they want to email us, they can, I'll give you my email address and then I'll have Camille give her email address. They could email me at Gloria, G-L-O-R-I-A, at Gloria Howell, H-O-W-E-L-L dot com. And Camille, your email address? Camille Thompson, C-A-M-I-L-E-T-H-O-M-S-E-N at gmail.com. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I, I want to thank you both for being on the show. Well, thank, thank you for inviting us. It was great fun. And so we think you guys rock. Well, thank you. You well, haven't even heard any episodes yet. <laughs> yes. No, we, you know what, Gloria, we think we rock too. So I think that's, I'm not, I, but I think we do so to a fault. I, but anyway, <laughs> hey, um, first of all, I want to, again, I want to reiterate, Paul, it was great having you on the show. And I truly appreciate this conversation. If I, if I, hadn't made it clear when we started. I am a real estate neophyte. Um, I'm one of those rare people that bought a house 20 some odd years ago and hasn't moved out of it and wouldn't know what to do if I had to. So, um, you know, that's kind of, that just says something about me. But with that being said, I, I learned a lot from today's show and I really appreciate both of yours perspectives and, um, and insight onto this. I, I was just thinking to myself as we were shutting this down, Paul, this might be kind of fun to have them back on the show at the end of the year um, and just see what happens. Right. And just kind yeah. of say, Hey, we, we had you on in January. Now it's November. What happened this last year? So that we, we may be reaching out to you guys again. And, and I would sure hope you would say yes, if we do. So with that, go ahead. Sorry, Glory. It would be our pleasure, Jason. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. So if you are, uh, if you don't know, if you're a faithful listener of the show, we are hoping that you know how to get a hold of us. And if you are new to the show or, um, uh, uh, just want to get a hold of us, you can call us at 208-282-3372. Paul, I got it right. You did. You Season did. Three. I got three years. I got <laughs> every episode. Finally. He gets that wrong. I got it right. Yes. And I didn't even have to write it down. I'm <laughs> getting so good at this. Or you can get us at cetrain.isu.edu. That's cetrain.isu.edu. Paul, tip your head to the right. If you're watching on the YouTube, there it is. And uh, we want to thank you very much. Thank you again, both Camille and Gloria, for being on the show. And uh, everyone, have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.